betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Monday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. The boys are here. Well, technically. <laughs> Van's not here. Van Nunley on assignment for the entirety of the week. And on assignment means the ski out, the ski slopes of Flagstaff, Arizona. Hanging out with caller Lenny, friend of the show Lenny. Don't know if everyone out there knows that. That's all it takes to become friends with Van. You just call the show a lot. <laughs> I'm Fred Slow. Alongside me, my PIC, Robert Gibson. Robert, how are you? I am great. This doesn't feel like a Monday, though. Oh, it doesn't. It well, does not feel like a Monday. Luckily for you, it's the last Monday of 2021. So it you is. You'll never yeah. have to repeat that sentence. Yes. Well, I mean, until. Yeah, until next yeah, year. Next year. <laughs> What's it feel like to you? It feels like the day, like, well, it feels like the the afternoon or the evening between Saturday and Sunday, oh, but right. when the weather's not good. Oh, so that's what gets me. Yeah. Because, I like, right now, I got to do radio, but really, I got to take a nap. Like, I'm like both of those things. I just woke up from one. So good. You're living that life. Yeah, I was supposed to hang a TV. Remember I told you? I said, I'm going to hang my TV. Oh, you got a new Christmas TV? No. Oh. I got a new place to put the TV in. It's even better. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Tell him again, Mike. The guy who makes the show and the world go round, Michael Vital. How are you? Belated Merry Christmas to you guys. Hope you got a little peace, a lot of comfort, and a lot of food. Why, yes, that's the Holy Trinity, I think, of, exactly. of Christmas. My Christmas was good. Thank you for asking. Hung out with the lady and her fam. And I tell you what. It has been like a lot of adult years since I've been surrounded by like so much love and happiness. I didn't know how to handle it. Like, why aren't you all fighting? You get weirded out by that, huh? Yeah. Me too. I'm like, what's your angle? Yes. <laughs> like, well, you it's just, bad to be that way. There's but... always the family member that sits far away That's by me. himself. That's I'm, a, I'm that one. Yeah. Me too. Observing. Yeah. But they're like, what do you mean you're just accepting? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean you got these gifts out of the kindness of your heart? Oh, you know my hobbies and interest? Yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Anyways, had a really good Christmas. Very happy that I had it. Your Christmas was good? Oh, it was great. Spoiled that little girl? Oh, my goodness. Yeah? Oh, yes. A lot of putting things together, a lot of batteries, a lot of labor, but it was for a good cause, seeing her face happy. How old your daughter? She's three. She'll be four January 5th. So what is that? Is that... Is that like Barbie life? Like, what? how old is that? Yeah, Barbie life. That's Barbie Big life? Big time Barbie life. Yeah. The houses, all the Barbies. Yeah. Well, for some reason, all of her Barbies had no clothes, so I spent a lot of money getting clothes for the Barbies. What? Yes. Just, I don't know what happened to all her Barbie clothes, but she was very happy that they all have wardrobes. Dang. Yeah. The Buck D collection. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They almost got her the little velvet suit coat all of that i was like nah, i ain't gonna do her like that you can be anything when you grow up barbie yeah even a pimp <laughs> michael your christmas was good you and the lady yes just hung out and ate a lot and uh did some uh, chores as i usually have ah, to do chorn, so. yeah. and then watch the packers uh hang on thanks to the defense to uh, beat cleveland hey you would you think every aaron Rodgers interview after every game that they had it in hand the whole time it was never in doubt he knew it was gonna go that exact way well, did you think of that on the opposite side with with uh, Mayfield taking the team down the field? I I had no confidence he was going to no. do anything. No, he's garbage. I was like, he's not an elite quarterback, guys. Yeah, I was like, interception before I could even think an interception was coming up, it happened. But it like, happened. to be fair, to be fair, he threw four of them. You could have said that like multiple times. I know. <laughs> yeah. But you knew he was going to throw one in that situation. You knew he wasn't going to get him down to field goal position. I, I knew it. I was just sitting there. I wasn't trying to be, you know, arrogant as a fan. But I'm like, well, it's, 
to Mayfield. He's going to throw a pick, and the Packers got four picks. All right. Today's varsity is the varsity of Cleveland Brown quarterback since 1999. Oh, okay? this is going to be great. <laughs> yeah, so that's the varsity today. Wow, there's a lot of them. I'm mad I know so many off the top of my head. So that's so of uh, Cleveland. I'm writing a little note here. Cleveland Brown quarterbacks. Since 99. And I'm saying 99 because that's the year they came back because they had suspended operations. Right. Because the NFL and God hates them okay. sent their team to Baltimore, the Mayflowers. Do you remember that, Vital? You remember covering that? Uh, I remember it, but I don't know if I covered oh, it. Oh, no. You, yeah, you were not in the I wasn't, I was in living yeah. in Las Vegas. 96, I was in sixth grade. And I remember like the story being like, they just took their team. I'm like, oh, okay. I do that in Madden all the time. It's not that weird. <laughs> What's the problem? Yeah. Duh. Got a good program today. We're only here till 530, though, because Monday Night Football is tonight. The Miami Dolphins are at the New Orleans Saints. On the count of three, name their quarterback. One, two, three. Tua. Nope. Name the who's quarterback? New Orleans. Oh. Ooh. I thought you just rapid fire. Oh, I got it. Ian Book. Okay, you did get I'm it. I'm a Notre Dame fan, remember? That was a big thing. He's making uh, his NFL debut in December, and that usually goes well for teams. Yeah, he, they're about to get smoked. I saw the last quarterback. Oh, go ahead, Michael. And yeah, the Dolphins have quietly won six in a row. You no, think they're going to get to the playoffs? They're going to win the Super Bowl. Yes, they're going to go. Yeah. Yeah. And those other teams out there, they suck right now. Like, Buffalo sucks right now, even though they got a big win. No, they didn't. New England sucks right now. Like, they got a shot. My team sucks. The Chargers. Yeah, they do suck. Oh, my hey, gosh. They suck. Ah. Oh, it's, oh, man. I'd rather them just. Takes the snap. Herbert with time, floats the ball. Oh. It's intercepted. Thomas, left side, 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. To the house. Pick six. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm mad he had that queued up. I was like, Mike, you know that's playing in my ear, right? Oh, <laughs> world of inconsistency from your San Diego Superchargers of Los Angeles County. Yes. Oh, man. How many players you got on COVID-19? All the good ones not named Herbert and yeah. Keenan Allen. Jared Cook. He was in the game dropping passes. I saw that. I don't consider him that good. He used to be. Yeah, when he was a Saint. When he was a Saint. He went back yeah. Ram. He was a good Ram. Yeah, we were, we were missing Eckler, Joey Bosa, Mike Williams. Um, Derwin James was actually there, suited up. Coach says he's not going to play unless it's an emergency situation. Losing to to Houston, who had twenty starters. Yes, losing, it might not be right. It might just been no, twenty players. No, <laughs> 20. I, yeah, I think it was twenty <laughs> starters. I didn't know anyone on their team. No. Not one. Well, I knew Burkhead. Yes, you did, and he remembered you. Oh, my God. <laughs> the quarterback looked like an MVP, Mills. Oh, my. Rex Peyton Hillis Burkhead. Yes. Oh, man. Rex, don't call me Danny Woodhead Burkhead. He had like 15 yards of carry. So good. Not good at all for a million years. Oh, my goodness. Your team is in trouble. They're, they're out. We're done. We're not. I don't think we'll win another game this year. That's what you need for the draft, so that's good. Just yeah, whatever. Yeah. If you ain't gonna win at all, I say don't win any of them. Exactly. Just just shut down Herbert. Yeah. If I'm New York Giants fan right now, I'm like tank, 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 because like Detroit, they're gonna keep trying to win games. The Jack- for what reason? Yeah. I have no no clue. idea. No. They're like, we got it though. We're Wait, here, coach. So you don't believe in this whole momentum at the end of the year carries over to the next season? Oh, hell's to the no. No. <laughs> no. Because they tried to push that on me last year. Who's they? Everyone. Idiots. Your team won seven out of eight. I was like, because everybody else was in the playoffs, and yeah. they set all of their starters by the time we were playing them. So, I don't believe that either. You could add 2005 starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, Charlie Fry out there, won games. <laughs> Good football weekend. Christmas was a little weird sports-wise. I don't think I like football on Christmas. That's my official stance. Are you a basketball person on Christmas? Yeah, and I didn't realize how dedicated I was to that idea until it was the option. Yes. Because I was at the in-laws, and they were playing the football, and I said, I don't, I said, I don't like this. Yeah. This isn't Thanksgiving. No. This, that's that's yeah. how I say it. This is confusing. Mm-hmm. 
So we'll go into a little bit of talk about that. Obviously, we'll recap the weekend. Uh, I think the best story from today is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And he is, um, well, he lit LeBron James on fire. So we're going to talk about that. Um, obviously, I would like your perspective on that. Yes. Uh, yeah. So we'll go into that at length. Uh, we'll do that at the 4.30. Obviously, uh, I want to put one good segment on the Dallas Cowboys because they deserve it. This, um, it's a special team. For a lot of reasons, and the reasons I'm going to name, I don't think are the ones that are so obvious. Oh. So we're going to go into that today. Monday Night Football preview tonight, and today's I-9 Varsity at the 515 segment is the Varsity of Cleveland Browns quarterback since 1999, and we're very excited for that one. Michael, that's a short program. I mean, there's a lot of fun in that. Ready to zip through it. I am going to be at the Lady Lobos game tomorrow for tip-off. I'm receiving some sort of award. Uh, I don't know oh. if it's for me. I don't oh. know if it's for the station. I don't know. Just say it's for you. Yeah. I, I'm not 100% sure what this award is. No, I would say it's for you. Okay. But at halftime, I'm receiving an award. And uh, if able, if it's like a certificate, if it's something I can physically hold, I'm going to try to dunk it as I run off the court. <laughs> I, have a, I have a whole thing. I got a vision. My grandmother's in law gave me a new UNM three quarter quarter zip pullover, so you know I'm going to be looking the part. Usually, there's kids on the court, so I want to see you dunk Alley-oop. on one of those kids. Alley oop! No, dunk on one of the kids. Yeah, I'm gonna look him right in the eye too. Yeah, I'm gonna treat him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be Vince Carter, and they're gonna be a tall white guy from Lithuania. <laughs> Watch you try to dunk, and it'll just slant. He'll hit the hit the rim, and oh, he'll fall on as his long face. as people laugh. That's all that matters to me. <laughs> I, t- I say this regularly. I know I've told Robert, but I'm not the best singer, Vital, but I'm the absolute best karaoke in town. Entertainer. Because <laughs> I entertain. There we go. Dave Busters presents Two Men On Live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Seven digs matched up with McLaurin. Heineke looking that way. And he throws it out. It's intercepted by DeMarcus Lawrence. Left sideline to the 20. He's still going to the 10. Rumble, you tank. Rumble, you big tank. Touchdown, Tank Lawrence. Well, I'll tell you what I think was very nice. Very nice of the Dallas Cowboys let anyone except for one certain play intercept the intercept the football. <laughs> Very true. Even though he did get one. Trayvon, Trayvon get, Diggs gets them all. Yeah. He, yeah, he don't care. I saw your boy Mike Micah Parsons got another sack. Yeah, he is so dominating. Just give him the award already. They should just gave it to him after the game last night. Should give Trayvon Diggs the award. Make him split it. Ah. That defense just manhandled Washington's offense, as we heard there in that cut cool. with the pick six. Here's why I'm surprised that they even played the way they did, because they had the division locked up beforehand, and what's it even really matter? And what it really mattered was double nickel, or was it 56, not 55? They put by, all the points on by them. The, 56. By the way, guys, Dallas, here's a stat for you, 9-1 in the NFC in conference. Didn't know that. Wow, in conference? Ooh, that's pretty good. Because that, so I don't know if you guys know, you have to beat the conference to get to the Super Bowl. It's part of the deal. So Dallas is looking real good, and I'm being I'm being serious. They're looking real good. That quarterback looks real good. Offense looks real good. Hey, and everyone who's like Mike McCarthy sucks, you are wrong. He does not suck. Dan Quinn's a savior. Well, the NFL just said he can go interview somewhere else today. It's not even against the rules no more. <laughs> See ya. This is exactly what Dallas needed. Because like you said, everyone was talking about the coach. Everyone was saying Dak wasn't what he was showing mm-hmm. to be earlier in the year. He's only good in Madden. I don't care what team you play on any level. When you hang a 56-point spot on anyone, and especially in the NFL. On pros. You're a good team. Guys who are getting paid to do it against you. Yes. Pros. I don't want to hear the COVID stuff either. I don't want to hear that. I'm getting, I'm about as pissed as I've ever been about COVID right now. Like I'm at like I'm at my tipping point on COVID. I'm boiling on COVID right now. We'll get into that at the 4:45 segment with some changes WWE has made to their COVID rules, and I'm going to talk about how it's just like a 
microcosm of what sport is today. Big changes. Hey, and call the program, 505-246-0610. I know it's like a weird week. Maybe you're not in the car. Maybe you are in the car for a weird time. Reach out to your boys. We'll laugh with you. I got big winners. I got big losers from this past week. And big winner, Cincinnati Bengals and their quarterback, Joe Burrow. Ooh, Ooh my gosh. Ooh. <laughs> I was watching the highlights, and they just kept rolling in every 30 yeah. seconds, it felt like. You thought you thought you were watching replays of one play. Yes. Burrow ready for the shotgun snap. Joe has the ball, drops back three steps. He fires, Boom. and it is caught by T. Higgins. Touchdown, Bengals. Burrow's fourth touchdown pass of the game. It's the first time in Joe Burrow's NFL career he's thrown four or more. Yeah, you don't say that. That doesn't happen a lot. Against the Ravens, historically great defensive team. Every year they're one of the top defenses. Took him to the woodshed. That team, and I'm not a guy who gets like overhyped. That team, that is a good young team. No, that's not hype. That's the truth. That's not hype at all. And also, like, there's certain teams you want to beat up on. You know what I mean? And the Ravens is one of those teams if you're in Cincinnati. Oh, especially for them. Their quarterback, Joe Burrow, is like, I don't know, guys. Like, can I just – can I throw for the fourth most yards ever? Can I be that guy? Is that cool? Are you – would you guys have a problem with that? And Joe Mixon, who, by the way, is the guy you can turn and hand the ball off to every other snap, he's like, yeah, no, Joe, go. I'll catch one. Tight end catch one, wide receiver catch one, lineman catch one. <laughs> like, what's going on here? We're the only ones that didn't catch one. Yeah. <laughs> catching touchdowns in Cincinnati like the Chargers are catching COVID. Ah. Man. Can you imagine? All right, so you were in the AFC North, right? Let's talk about them teams real quick. Okay. Cleveland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Can you imagine being like, Pittsburgh fan and Mike Tomlin is still bringing like Big Ben out every week, and you're like you're like we got no shot. We, we have no shot out. for years. Roll them out in a wheelchair in a gurney. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I got it right here for you. Norm Van Brocklin threw for 554 yards in 1951. So I'm gonna say that doesn't count. So I'm throwing that one out because he was throwing against car salesmen. Doesn't even matter. In 2012, Matt Schaub threw for 527. Matt Schaub in yeah. second? So, I don't know if that was in Houston or Atlanta, but I don't care. That's why he lasted so long in the league, off that one game. Him and Matt Flynn got the same story. Now, here's the real number one. It's Warren Moon. Warren Moon in 1990 threw for 527. Oh, yeah. And that puts Joe Burrow at number two at 525, because those other two don't count. I agree. He's the second greatest passer in the history of all football. This kind of reminds me of that, um, the last time the Bengals were good like this. Oh, my 2000, God. 2005. Carson Palmer? Carson Palmer, when they had they had two, three good, three great wide receivers. Chad Johnson, TJ Hoosman Zada, uh-huh. and I couldn't tell you. The other one was, uh, what was his name? Oh, my gosh. I just drew a blank. Don't even matter because I couldn't tell you, but they had Corey Dillon. Right. No, Dylan wasn't on that team. Okay, they had a they had a thousand yard rusher though. Um, well, I mean, Chris I get, Perry, Chris Perry, that was his name. I never would have come up with that. Literally, not in a hundred years would I have come up. The other receiver I was looking for was Chris Henry. He was the youngster. Oh yeah, and yes, had the accident. Yes, he was the young guy. That was their three receivers: Carson Palmer. Then they had Rudy Johnson. Rudy Johnson was the running back. He had almost 1,500 yards that year. Had Carson Palmer not got hurt, they were going to the Super Bowl. I feel like there was a conversation at that time, too, about John Kitna. Because John Kitna was a little bit older. He was in his early 30s. But Carson Palmer was just that much younger, like in his late 20s. And they are like, we got to do with this. Forget Central Washington. <laughs> they're, uh, barring any injuries, this Cincinnati team is going to be great. I give them, I give them, 
two years, they'll be in the AFC Championship. Joe Burrow's 25. He has over 4,000 passing yards. Joe Mixon is 25. He has over 1,100 rushing yards. Jamar Chase is 21. He has over 1,100 receiving yards. T. Higgins is 22 and has over 1,000 receiving yards. First team in NFL history to have 4,000-yard passer, 1,000-yard rusher, and two 1,000-yard receivers, all 25 or younger in the same season. Wow. Thank you, at Field Yates on Twitter, because that is a gem of a statistic. Also, I read that they're all signed throughout 2023. So Burroughs threw only three other quarterbacks. Only three have ever done that. He threw for five football fields is what you could see. That's pretty good. Jeez. Only third quarterback to do that in history, over 500 yards. Makes me wonder, Wait, why, why aren't they better than what their record shows? Because Jamar Chase is only 21. I want that to be in perspective. Very true. Yeah. Like, we talk about children. I've seen him drop a whole lot of passes, too. So he, he could have had way more yardage. It's And I think it gets lost a little bit because, like, as you get older, sports fan, friend of the show, and you're watching, like, athletics, football players are always the same age. Like, basketball players are always the same age. Baseball players, and you're like, 21. Like, that's about right. No, it is not about right. Right. You run into a 21-year-old at the bar right now, you're about to spend zero moments messing with that person. None. They an idiot. You're going to avoid them. Yeah. You're going to start a bar and say it's 30 and over and be like, this is the spot. (laughs) And it seems like Mixon's been in the league for five or ten years already. Uh, uh, More than that. He's on my fantasy, and I was like, ah, I guess I'll take Mixon. He was, He's one of those guys, though. He gets his numbers. It's literally his fifth year. He was 20 when he was drafted. Seriously? Yeah. He seems at least 44. Hig- <laughs> Higgins and Boyd, you got to pay one of them. I don't know which one. You got to pick. I'm, I'm taking Higgins. Yeah. I'm taking Higgins. Yeah, I like Higgins. He's got a little more upside. Yep. How do you guys feel about having, like, quote-unquote, too many options, though? Because, like, we have to go back a considerable amount of time before it's like, hey, there's an offense that goes to five or six different guys. Who is that last? Is it the 20? I want to say the Patriots. 2006? So the 2006 Patriots with, yeah. with Moss and both tight ends. Yeah. And <sighs> Welker. Didn't yeah. have a running back out of the backfield. I'm coming off the top of my head, and I'm coming with you. Before that, greatest show on turf. Oh, man. They were super deep. Yeah. But I would struggle. Before that, Minnesota Vikings, 98. Yeah. Is there really not been a team in the last 15 years that's been able to really spread the ball around? Not that I can remember off the top of my head. Like he, that. Even now you got the Dallas Cowboys that are, what, 11-4, and four and they win the division, and they're, Amari Cooper's like, give me the ball. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. That's what you have to deal with. Keep winning. Well, because whatever's in their contract, they want those numbers. They want those targets. They want the carries, the catches. So a lot of people are like, okay, why are we picking up this guy? He's taken away from me. It's weird how people are wired like that. Yep. Cause that, and, but that's that conversation I have all the time. Athletes don't care about winning. Like I, I believe that through and through. Athletes care about getting what they need to get to get money. That's all that matters. And if they land somewhere where they think they can win, then they'll think about winning. Yeah, or claim it. (laughs) What you need to do is get a guy. I know we got to go to break, Mike. I'm sorry. You need to get a guy in the locker room that's like, hey, if you win, you can actually, through means that aren't the football team in contracts, turn that into profitability. Get money. Get what you really want. I will travel to all, is it 30, 32 teams, wherever it is in the NFL. I'll travel to all of them and I'll say, hey, here's a course on how to make money off your likeness. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I'll go to every university. I think a, a way you, sh- you can build contracts future in the NFL is by incentives. Like you got someone got their eighth sack. There you go. The person made over $575,000. The Packers guy, Kenny Clark, eighth sack the other night so that he gets a $575,000 boost in pay. But then I'm mad at my defensive coordinator if he's well, dropping me off the line. Pulls you out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there, there's the opposite of that. And that's a real fight I, I think, have. I think that's what drives a lot of this. When you think about Amari Cooper, you know his agent was like, hey, man, yeah, <laughs> what's going on? You're missing out on this money. Then he's angry. Because I will walk into a team meeting and I'll be like, uh, you, Coach Vital, you owe me $850,000. 
And unless you're pulling your wallet out of your pocket, we're not having a conversation. Yeah. Because that's what you're doing to me. Because I don't care about winning. I care about $800,000. <laughs> I got a love for radio. Ask me if it's greater than $800,000. Like, what station are you on, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't see those figures in radio. There's a realistic number you can make in radio. But I tell you this, you're not going to make it solely from radio. You got to figure out outside the, like, yep. get your lines outside the box. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has told LeBron James to either stay in his lane or get into every single lane. You have zero options in between. Two men on 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. All right, we're back at it. We're back on the program. LeBron James should have took that tight end job with the Cleveland Browns during the lockout, however many years ago that was. <laughs> Jerry Jones offered him a contract. Did you guys see that from yeah. whenever? Yeah. They had a little picture of him photoshopped. Or did he really get dressed up in a oh, Cowboys shoot. uniform? Who knows? I think that was really him. Who else's body would that be? <laughs> uh, all right. So over the weekend, there's NBA basketball. Cool. And it's Christmas, and that's the uh, that's the start of the NBA season. There's everything before that. None of that counts. And it starts on Christmas. Well, LeBron loses on Christmas. Okay. And then he gets uh, in his press conference. I don't know if you guys saw this, but he was like, everyone's got COVID except for Phoenix and Golden State, heads up, they both have COVID too. So he tweets the Spider-Man meme. Have you guys seen the Spider-Man meme? So what it is, it's um, after No Way Home, I guess it probably existed before then, but after No Way at Home, because there's multiple Spider-Mans in that. So one of the Spider-Mans is labeled COVID, one of them is labeled cold, and one of them is labeled flu, and all the Spider-Mans are pointing at each other like they're all the same. Right. Ah, oh, damn it, LeBron. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, Robert Gibson, you are a black man. Yes. Cool. Glad to, that you've noticed that. Well, I don't know if all the listeners know. <laughs> I've said you. That's <laughs> what drew me to you originally. So <laughs> I was I was looking for uh, 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 big black comedians in town, <laughs> so I found one. So LeBron, I think so often has hit it out of the park on certain things. Right. LeBron, in my opinion, advocate for the black community. Right. Police brutality. There's a lot of things that he's done excellent with. Do you have that same vibe? Like, Oh, most definitely. You do. You got to throw education in there as well. Very good. Yeah, yeah. All the schools and stuff for yeah. Akron. Yes. All the things, you know, that's affected our community in a negative light. He was someone who took the power that he has to turn the things into positive. He will swing on and miss on some though. Yes. So this COVID thing is a swung on and missed. Right. Right. Yes. Cause like, do you know the numbers on like, not just people of color, but specifically the black community as they're affected by COVID-19? Yeah. So as of December, 2020, about 97.9, out of every 100,000 African-Americans have died from COVID-19. Are you messing with me? No. And that's, if we're going to do it by race, that's the highest by far. Like by far? By far. Yes. Nine COVID times more likely. Yes, exactly. It's a third higher than Latinos, which is at 64.7 per 100,000. More than double for Caucasians, which is at 46.6 .6 per 100,000. Then it goes down to Asians, 40.4 per 100,000. Okay. Okay. So that right there sets the precedent. You, the numbers don't lie. They do not lie. And this is from the U.S. National Library of Medicine. Correct. So how can LeBron use this platform, which I think he does very, very well, to help the black community in so many ways and then just take such a giant leap back Right. Because he said, if you recall earlier this year, he's like, hey, it's a personal decision on what you do. I know what I did for me and my family. I just don't know if I agree. Also, statistically speaking, African-American population, the absolute lowest at receiving the vaccination. Yes. Do not want it. Yes. Because of things like this. I agree. Partly. Partly. Not, not saying it's 100%, but this plays into the fear of vaccinations 
You know, there's history, historical things that have happened. Factual. But when you when you have someone like LeBron James putting this out on his social media, which everyone sees, he's a big influence. All of them. Then you look at the things, like you said, that he's done recently with the Black Lives Matter, his influence in that. Okay. Right there, Black Lives Matter, and we just said the numbers when it comes to COVID. But you have the Spider-Man meme and the things that you say, it is not consistent. No. And, like, I think it's a confusing message, too, because if you're, like, young black man who wants to grasp onto an idea and you have, like, a role model in your life like LeBron James, how do you know what to grasp onto? Because, like, I want my athletes to be my athletes, but I want to have – if you're trying to be in a role model type position, LeBron James, don't you have to have, like, a unified delivery? Yes. It's your responsibility as soon as you throw your hat in that ring. You take – he took on the responsibility. It's not like he's Charles Barkley, who tells you from the very beginning, hey, don't listen to anything I say. Right. But LeBron has this image that he upholds, that he created, Mm -hmm. and this is the information that you're giving out. That's why I love who I call Yoda. The real-life Yoda is Kareem (laughs) Abdul-Jabbar. He is real-life Yoda. There's no one else that can have that moniker. And on his website, he put LeBron through the ringer. Yes, yes. He, He calls it straight out. Um, but he, he gives him his props. He said, while LeBron is a necessary and dynamic voice, critical of pol- police brutality against the black community, he needs to be the same necessary and dynamic advocate with vaccines, which could save thousands of black lives right now. Straight to the point, Yoda has spoken. LeBron, he called you out. Kareem is the type of dude, and we all know this dude, who like will take th- – like every sentence you say, and he'll give you a paragraph on why you're wrong. Yes. And I love that. Yeah. I love that energy on it. Yeah. He goes on to say, um, hey, we're not just talking about like uh, COVID-19 and comparing it to the flu and the common cold, which, by the way, the flu does kill. The, the flu yes, kills 20,000 people a year. It does. That's a real number. Yep. COVID-19 killed 419,000 people in 2021. It's going to hit 420,000 before the end of the year. Numbers don't lie. There's no comparison. You know who dies of the common cold? Literally no one. So he goes on to talk about how misconceptions with the Omicron variant. He goes on to talk about how there's long-haul effects of COVID. He goes on to mention how uh, black Americans will, on average, be projected to lose three years off the their total lifespan as opposed to Asian Americans or Caucasian Americans. Right. And obviously that's extrapolated data. We don't really know that yet. But it's it's insanely, insanely vexing to me that you can so adamantly claim one stance, be it Black Lives Matter, and then so adamantly dismiss what I will argue is the worst thing to ever happen in the history of my at least lifespan. Oh, by far. But this makes me wonder. Now this kind of peels on a scab that I've, I've always thought, but I didn't have anything to hold on to. Mm-hmm. When it comes to LeBron... It's the money. It's the money. When you have that much money, are you really free? Are you really able? Oh. You know what I mean? Are you really able? Republicans buy sneakers too. Um, Really able. This isn't the era that we were talking about when you have Jim Brown, you have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Muhammad Ali. There's a lot of money tied into LeBron, and if you say things or do things that doesn't jive with the money that's behind you, what blow do you take? That's the first thing I thought of when I saw this. So it feels a little Uncle Tommy. Yes. Because. Yes. You can't beat your chest on all this other stuff, and it all ties in together, because if that's your foundation, saving black lives. Right. You got to stand on that with each block that goes on top of it. You and I have different social circles. Mm-hmm. We're very good friends. We have different social circles. In your social circle, there is a loud and passionate voice for Black Lives Matter. Correct. In your social circle, there is a loud and passionate voice against the validity of vaccines. Correct. Question. There is. Correct. Of like the people in your life that you love and care about. Ballpark. What percent of them vaccinated? Oh, man. Very low. Very low. I am the only person that I know personally that's African-American that has 
vaccinated and the booster. There's a very high percentage that has none, very low, well, very high percentage that may have been vaccinated and not getting the booster. Right. So it's it's that's the side that how it swings. I, my sister, me and my sister, we're very close, and she is not vaccinated. It is won't. Not, won't even consider. Won't's not getting it. Living her life, and that lives in the back of my head all the time. All the time, because I've had people very close to me hospitalized before I knew you. You were hospitalized, right. and it's like you know I've I've been to COVID funerals, all this stuff. No matter how hard I talk to her about it, doesn't matter. So then go back to LeBron. This is something that she will point to. See? Yeah. LeBron, he takes care of his body. He's not going to. So that's how it ties in. Well, big surprise, double vaccination and booster and prime athletic health. Yeah. Omicron's not going to be that big of a deal to you. Correct. Statistically speaking, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. You want to know why it looks more mild than what it really is? Because everyone who's catching it has got the vaccine. Yes. That's that's the that's the discussion. And I know, you know, I, I didn't want to go down this road yeah. because, you know, how people get when we talk like this. But I always hear the, the thing is, but I still caught it. That's not the point. No. The point is you lived. You didn't do irreparable damage. You 100-plus days on antibiotics and steroids and inhalers and breathing regimens. Are you that? Correct. Because I was 90 days. Right. And now I'm where I am forever. They didn't have you um, They didn't have you signing paperwork saying, hey, if we put you on life support, blah, blah, blah is the person that we go to to pull it. Like, that's that's sobering right there. To the black community, vaccine hesitancy is um, – just absolutely damning. It's yeah. just absolutely damning. And if you if you have a platform and you have a dynamic enough voice, you tell everyone. Yes. LeBron James failed. That misinformation just adds the fuel to that fire that will not stop burning. No. But that's a big old gas can right there. LeBron James? Ugh. Yeah. Um, Kareem hit it right on the net, right on the head. Uh, this article is available at Kareem Abdul Jabbar's website. Uh, I could also tweet something from the Talk ABQ uh, social media stuff. Whenever we get back, uh, one more COVID ride before we get to the top of the hour. Dave Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Back on the program, good football weekend, good holiday weekend. Not a good weekend for COVID-19. The NFL today put like another 100 dudes on the list. I don't know if you guys saw that. Okay, so uh, I would self-identify as a pretty big WWE fan. Robert, would you self-identify as a pretty big WWE fan? Yes, very much so. WWE ends COVID testing requirements. That's the article. Wow. What? Okay. They were doing twice weekly for uh, their developmental brand, and they were doing once for the main brand, and you're like, what's the difference? Once is for the guys you've heard of. Twice is for the guys you haven't. (sighs) So many other guys got it that they're not appearing at house shows. Um, What? How is this the solution? How is just eliminating testing the solution? Okay, I understand the show must go on, but at what cost? This is... This is not a good idea the, at all. The top guy is a guy named Roman Reigns. He's the universal champion. If you don't know who he is, he's like the current day Rock or John Cena or Hulk Hogan. He is immunocompromised due to being a cancer survivor. Um, he took off like six months at the beginning of COVID-19 back in March of 2020. I do not for a second believe he will stay in the company if they are not testing people around him. Nope. And if it's about uh, making money... That makes no sense whatsoever. No, For your main guy to be in that position, and you go against them that way. I don't understand how we have gotten so far away from the practices that can keep you safe. I don't understand at all. I did a comedy show with you the other day, a gong show last week. Right. I wore my mask the entire time. Yes, I don't did. play those games. Yes, you did. Now, my friend, you're the only one. Uh, yeah, you know what? Maybe. I'll start a movement. See, I'll be the only one standing, too. Yeah. 
I'll Arlo Guthrie this thing. I'll start a whole movement. <laughs> Just drives me crazy. Can't have positive test if you don't test. Yeah, you're right. I think about the fans. What position do they put the fans in now? I Well, I don't know. It's like an addiction, right? You go no matter what. You do. Tonight, tonight's Monday Night Football broadcast will be the highest rated thing on TV tonight. And who's the quarterback for New Orleans? So I don't think that part really matters. Very true. Very true. <sighs> Can you imagine me like, hey, we got a massive spike in COVID. What should we do? Stop testing. They're stupid, and then there's this, Michael. Yeah. Oh, man. Got to get back to those practices. I, do, I cannot stress that enough. Especially now. Yeah, especially. Especially now. Got new variants, all that. I got to work this weekend. I got to go to Highlands, broadcast some games. You know what I'm doing all week? Nothing. Can't chance it. Michael, you stay on your side of the glass. Hello? Okay. Monday Night Football preview whenever we get back. It's not going to be extensive. I promise you. I can't give you anything on Ian Book. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Fans not here. Welcome to Quitting Time. Welcome to your car. On the program today, just the boys, Fred Slow and Robert Gibson. Robert, you've been so very good today. Thank you very much. I have to. <laughs> You're here. I can't come in slumming it. Hey, I'm the guy who's like ready for the show, like the Monday show, like Sunday afternoon. I'm like, what am I going to do? I can't take a break. <laughs> you guys take a day off. I'm notorious. I, I don't. I suck. I never take a day off. Well, it's kind of hard. You're in a field that you love, man. Passion profession, really. Yeah. Michael worked on Christmas. I'm not even joking. He's in here. I do not doubt that at flipping all. Flipping switches on Christmas. I do not doubt that one bit. It helped that my Packers were on TV. I tune in. Ryan Tamari of Will Ryan's show. He's in here doing Christmas radio. I'm like, what? Wait, wait. Ryan was here Saturday? Yeah. Doing yeah, this program. Yeah, him and I were doing a sports show. Killing it. Ah. Who was in here with him? Taylor White? Is that who it was? Yeah. Wow. Just killing it on a Christmas morning. And he's like, he's like, listen, I know y'all are opening presents. You're not really dialed in on me. And I'm like, that is. Still going. I knew Mike was here as soon as he had that, that Chargers audio. <laughs> that was too quick. He was like, oh, I can. He just waiting for me to put the headphones on and just hit the button. Check we out. Do it to, I do it to myself. We do it to everybody. <laughs> Check out First and 505 Saturday mornings, 8 to 11. They're in your boys' old time slot. Ryan Tamari and uh, what has just been like a carousel of friends of his show. He, yeah, he's been just absolutely coming. I called in and said Merry Christmas to everyone. I call so I call in and I say, Hey boys, Merry Christmas, and they go, Ugh. It's like, Oh, oh wow, okay, I must have been misreading the energy here. Ooh. They do a real good job. All right, so there's football tonight. You can watch that if you want. If you want a reason to watch it, you can put some money on it. And the latest odds are the Dolphins by three on the road. Uh, yes. And the over-under is 37. Take the over. How do you feel about that? I don't like that at all. No? No. New Orleans at home in the under? Yep. <sighs> that defense showed me a whole lot against Tom Terrific. So, um... And plus, they've been playing with Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill. Throw anybody in there. Ian Book's not going to hurt anything. Miami's going to sell out against Alvin Kamara. Every play. Double team. Every play. 37 is the lowest over-under I've seen all season. Very true. I got to take the over. I don't know, man. I think think this is going to be like a 13-6 game. That's so low. Yeah. That's like Jaguars Jets. It's a joke. I mean, they they shut out Tampa Bay. Like, I hang my hat on something like that. I would take a bunch of prop bets on Ian Book, okay? (laughs) Passing touchdowns, .5. (laughs) For the whole game? Yes. Oh, man. Take the over. He's going to throw one. I can feel it. 
And it's going to be the Kamara. It's not yeah. going to be too no, a little screen shovel yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, from the two-yard line. Yeah. Ian Book, okay, I'm going to just say it. He was not good in college. No. At all. Uh-uh. This is a guy, you know, I know we're going to do the varsity with uh, quarterbacks from Cleveland from 99. Yes. His name could be on there six times. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Over under on passing yards, 182.5. That's still too high. Either way, <laughs> you're favored to win. So if you take the over, it's 105. If you take the under, it's 125. Oh, that's goodness. A, no matter what. What? I'm taking it. 182. Give me the over. I'm telling you. Interceptions, 0.5. Nah. Take the over. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. I don't know if you guys parlay. I'm parlaying all of these. I see that. I see that. Longest pass, 31.5. Gadget play, something short. Screen. Yep. Screen play to Kamara. Throws it for negative two air yards. Mm -hmm. And he runs for like 46. We need – Hey, we really need to move the chains here, Coach. What do you got in the playbook? Well, what I actually got is I got uh, the greatest running back in the NFL, Alvin Kamara, that everyone seems to forget about because some kid comes up for five seconds in Indianapolis. Rush yards, 25 and a half. Take the under on that. If yeah. he's scrambling, he's getting hurt. I think that's the best thing he can do. I'll take the over. Take the over on Kamara and whatever his receiving yards are, too. Yeah. I still don't like that 37, though. I want the under. I, I don't see this. I, the most this game is going to be 17 to 10, 13, 17, 13, 20, around that range. Michael, help me understand. So the season's longer now in the NFL, right? So next week yes. is, is just a regular week, so there's still Monday Night Football next week. Uh, so that's Brown Steelers next week. I think there's one left. Yeah. Yeah. And playoffs start January 15th. Correct. So one more Monday after this one, and then no Mondays because the last week of the season is all Sundays. Correct. Okay. So, and then Thursday's done too, right? So no Thursday yes. this week. Yep. Okay. Oh, God. This is, this is as bad as it gets for Monday Night Football. Because with Brown Steelers next week, what is that? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. COVID ball. Like, cool. <laughs> They're not playing for anything. No. Ben Roethlisberger better announce his retirement that night. Yeah. The only thing that'll be good is if Big Ben just – they just let him throw it 70 times. Yeah. Just let him air it out. So his arm just literally falls off. Yeah. And people are like, okay. That's how you That's how you go out. Sorry sorry about your arm, brother. <laughs> Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon, they both out. Did you say they called Drew Brees? They didn't really. They did. No. They called Drew Brees. They called my man Phillip Rivers. Oh, that would have been great if one of them could have played tonight. Phillip just showed up. Just from coaching his high school team with his bolo. Let him wear the bolo in the game. Hang it out like they do their chains. Yeah, that would have been And just throw for four touchdowns, 400 yards. He shows up with his own playbook. He's like, we're actually going to run this. No play action, nothing. It, 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 it says Madison County High School or wherever. He, <laughs> they're, like, they're like, Phil, this is a high school playbook. He's like, yeah, but I got it down. I feel like Brett Farfield is left out. So you called them? They're like, we paged you. Brett Favre is, if he could do anything to get any records further from Aaron Rodgers, he will take that. He will take it. He was like, okay, I want to play for the Saints. Yeah. Any touchdowns that I throw goes on to my Green Bay record. That... <laughs> he did not look happy. He didn't look happy. Aaron Rodgers just shattered all of his records. But I really wish one of those guys would have played tonight. Because then it made a storyline. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. Because the Ian Book making his NFL start debut, I think he's like done some mop-up stuff, in December – of and by the way, this team like still in the mix. By the way, that's that's the horrible part. That's the craziest. So hopefully, this is why I want the Saints to win. Ian Book gets COVID. Well, hey, this is jokes, you guys. <laughs> he gets COVID, and they go back to Breeze or Rivers or Brett Favre, throw a boatload of money at him for one week, 
All right, so Let's what if happen. what if they actually have signed Drew Brees, but they haven't like said anything yet? When are rosters due? Like nine minutes ago? Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's here comes Drew Brees on two bad knees, and you're like, that's him. No, they do it like Jim Ross. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> it's Drew Brees with a steel chair. He's, yes, he's here. <laughs> To rake against the Miami Dolphins. And you're like, why? Dadgummit, he's in pads. <laughs> Good God almighty. <laughs> Alvin Kamara, they broke that defense in half. That's what he would do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He, they actually bring Jim Ross in for the broadcast. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Monday Night Raw. Oh, my bad, football. <laughs> football, guys. That has to happen now. <laughs> One of those guys has to get on the field, call up Jim Ross. This has to happen. By the way, Jim Ross recovering from uh, surgery uh, a month ago. He had a little melanoma. He had a little melanoma. Yeah. Return to the broadcast booth this week. Oh, man. I think you're watching Monday Night Football if you're just trying to get back into like your regular routine. But this is that weird week. Where you don't have to have a regular routine this week. You know what you do have? A bunch of gift cards from your stockings this past weekend. Uh-uh. Just go out. There you go, go to Dave & Buster's. Give the kids a couple tokens. Play the games. Sit down. By the way, Dave & Buster's sold out all their wings this past weekend. I'm not joking. They door dashed so much this weekend. Because they have one of those like phantom kitchens. Oh, really? Did you know this? No, I didn't. Oh, because they've upped their game. It's like a scratch kitchen now. Okay. Mess with Dave & Buster's. I was there today. You know what? I was trying to get wings. They didn't have any. They were all sold out. So they'd be in by the end of the day, though. <laughs> Probably there now. Grab a break. Today's I-9 Varsity, the Varsity of Cleveland Brown quarterback since 1999. Two men on 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. 95.9 FM and AM 610. Banger of Sports Animal. My, hey, my bad. Let me start over. <laughs> like, who's putting in new... Who's putting new imaging the week of Christmas? Like, who cumulus is creating new imaging, throwing off my timing the week of Christmas? <clears throat> Welcome back to the program. You said you were tired today. So no. <laughs> Michael, that's not me. That's that's e-cumulus. <laughs> yes. Today's I-9 Varsity. Connect with I-9 Sports League Office 280 at i9sports.com. Call them at the office, 505-312-4999. Connect with those. That, you know what? Support Support the sponsors. Cannot stress that enough. If you're getting your child into youth athletics and you want it done, number one, safely, number two, correctly, and number three, like safely again, this is where you do it. It's a fundamental league. They'll teach you how to dribble the ball. They'll teach you how to bump, set, and spike. If, if Cheerleading and flag football and baseball and, and all the sports. So check out I-9 Sports. They're my absolute favorite. Jamie and Roger over there do tremendous, and they allow us to do the varsity every day. Today's I-9 Varsity is the Varsity of Cleveland Browns since 1999. Quarterbacks. Cleveland Brown quarterbacks. All right, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Um, you go ahead. You go ahead. You go first. All right, I will go first. I'm going to go with Flash Gordon. Now, before he was whisked away to the planet Mongo to defeat Emperor Ming, you remember he was the starting quarterback for the Jets, and that was a big deal. And I think Flash Gordon – had an opportunity not just to save the universe, but to save that franchise. Obviously didn't pan out, so Flash Gordon is on my list <laughs> of quarterbacks for the Cleveland Browns since 1999. I'm going to go with the quarterback with the worst winning percentage during that time. Mm-hmm. He started 15 games, 2017, went 0 for 15. Mm-hmm. From Notre Dame, the Sean Kaiser. Ooh, sucked. Horrible. He sucked bad. Hasn't been seen since. Not anywhere on earth. Ever. He's a deacon of some small town church somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if he wants that important role. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jerry Maguire's second to last uh, prospect ever in the NFL draft, Frank Cush Cushman. I thought that Frank Cushman uh, had a real opportunity, obviously, whenever the Broncos had him and then the Chargers. It was this whole difficult thing between him and his agent, Jerry Maguire. They got it worked out. Jerry Maguire was able to show Rod Tidwell the money. But I thought I thought Frank Cushman was going to have a, bitter, a bigger career in Cleveland. So I'm going to go with Frank Cushman. Mm. I'm going to stay with the – Kind of a great names. Okay. Seneca Wallace. 
Yeah, very good. Seneca Wallace, that name, you have a name like that, you have to be good at something. But, Iowa State. Yeah, Iowa State. Also, he went. He was at uh, Seattle, the Seahawks. But that name could not mean that he was a great quarterback in Cleveland, Seneca Wallace. Yeah, I cannot argue with that. Um, being drafted at a Brown University was a big deal growing up in West Canaan. But I thought that Johnny Mox Moxon would have been one of the best quarterbacks in Cleveland Brown history. Uh, pretty good person, obviously. Was there for just one of his absolute best friends whenever he went down at quarterback and stood up against uh, that racist Bud Kilmer. And that was a big part for me to just show kind of like the solidarity between like a quarterback and his team. So give me uh, Jonathan Mox Moxon as one of my <laughs> one of my greatest NFL quarterback or excuse me, Cleveland Brown quarterback since 99. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with the quarterback who is the quarterback that is before a good quarterback. Tyrod Taylor. Oh, okay. He's always the gateway to someone who's better. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know if this is what happened in Cleveland because he started three games in 2018. Is he a Brown? Yeah. Really? He was a Brown. He was the starter before Baker Mayfield. That is correct. And then they let him go. Let him go. Came to the – I yeah. believe it was the Chargers. He came to us. Yeah, and then he took a needle in the lung. To the Bills, yep. too. Deflated the lung. Yeah. Let our boy come through. He was at the Bills before – now he was he's in Houston, and that rookie quarterback that they played the other day, well, yesterday, looks like he's the real deal. So if you want to know if you have a great quarterback or will have one, mm -hmm. put Tyrod Taylor as your starter. Let him get hurt one game, and then the next guy's going to do good. He'll end up being a, a future coach, no doubt in my mind. Um, a little brash, a little cocky, and a little too confident for me, uh, specifically after he shot that music video just a couple starts into his career. But former Cleveland Brown quarterback Willie Beeman, I thought was something special. Um, he would he was steaming, steaming Willie Beeman. Willie Beeman. Yeah, who is a real talent, all pro, obviously, but just really never really got it done on the field. Uh, and also his time with the Sharks uh, set him up for a different type of success that didn't translate in Cleveland. <laughs> Mine, my next one is Spurgeon Wynn. Mm-hmm. Started one game in 2000. Who? Spurgeon win six round draft pick in the 2000 draft. He was uh he was early compared to uh one Tom Brady because he was drafted number 200 overall and Tom Brady was number 199. Yes, the, I feel like his whole name should have been on the back of his jersey. Don't just put win, put Spurgeon win. Yeah, I agree. Tim Couch. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. I mean, he sucked. Oh yeah, you know what? He is during that time frame. He started the most games, 59 games. Oh, who knew? Winning percentage, 37. Well, it's not great. <laughs> if you want a stud do-it-all quarterback that can lead your team by himself, uh, take Bass off the back of his jersey and just put Sunshine. Ronnie Sunshine Bass, <laughs> who was on the second-best high school team in, in all of the world under head coach uh, uh, Herman Boone. These, by the way, this is not written, Michael. It's off the top of my head. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> Led the uh, led the Titans of Alexandria to uh, well to just a tremendous little season, uh, and they faced a lot of ups and downs in adversity, including car accidents off the field. Um, I thought that that Ronnie Sunshine Bass would, <laughs> it was one of the greatest Cleveland Browns quarterbacks. Bruce Gradkowski. Oh yeah, he's played everywhere. Everywhere. The Ram, the Raider. Everywhere. The Buccaneer. Bengals. Drafted in the sixth round by Tampa Bay, 2006. Mm -hmm. He got a game in 2008 for the Browns. Pretty sure he lost. <laughs> Pretty sure. But Charlie Fry. Ooh. Oh, yeah. There we cool go. Cool last name. Former Ohio State quarterback Shane Footsteps Falco <laughs> was one of the greatest quarterbacks, I think, in not just Washington Sentinels history, but the Cleveland Browns history. Uh, obviously, that strike-shortened season kind of made everything a little weird for he and his ragtag group of nobodies. Uh, but he was a real winner out there. And also, as far as choreographed dance goes, I'm a big fan. Give me Shane Footsteps Falco. Don't see the new Matrix. It sucks. Okay, I got to go with the quarterback with the highest winning percentage during this time frame as a starter for the Cleveland Browns, Brian Hoyer. Oh, hey, there you go. 16 games, he won 10 of them. Why'd they let him go? 
It's the Browns. You're winning too much. Get out of here. We got to get the yeah, Gradkowski. Right. <laughs> Two stints with the Cleveland Browns. One before '99, and then one in 2005. Paul Crew, who you may remember from the longest yard after spending a couple, spending a, a, a time in the clink there, Michael. Uh, he came back, made that big connection with the team. Uh, obviously, didn't put a lot of W's up there, but inspired a lot of former felons who, uh, so coincidentally, happened to also be Cleveland Brown fans into a world of excitement and uh, mustache growing. Burt Reynolds types inspiration. Good varsity today. Very good, very good. Big, uh, big Adam Sandler guy myself too. I don't know if you guys know that. Michael, you did so very good today. Thank you very much. Have a good night, Robert. Any final words for the friends of the show? Uh, yeah, I purposely left off Johnny Manziel because I'm mad. I did not know he only started eight games. <laughs> Robert, you're coming back on Thursday. Yes, I'll be here. You might be here before then. Yes, I might be here Wednesday. Definitely Thursday. Good job. All right. <laughs> Frank, don't don't do any charges talk. Okay, here we got to get out. <laughs> I'm live with the Lady Lobos tomorrow. Good job, everyone. GG.